and welcome to Doing Disasters Differently, the podcast with Renee Hanvin, which is all about inspiring you to start thinking and doing disasters a little bit differently too. In this episode, I'm talking with Hayley Hardy, the marketing manager from the East Gippsland Marketing Inc. And we're talking about a winter festival of community resilience. Now, I'd like to start with where we met. I first met Haley through the amazing Jodie Wilmer from Happy Changemakers, and Jodie and I did a podcast a few episodes ago. Jodie is a passionate local of the East Gippsland region who I've known for many years, and she reached out to me when she heard of the community-led idea of a winter festival. Jodie told me about this group who were looking to create the East Gippsland Winter Festival to build resilience and support the recovery of the local East Gippsland region. It was an idea from the very talented and creative Adam Bloom. Putting my hand up to help, Jody and I provided some pro bono time to the working group to help them identify their capabilities and their gaps in delivering on their idea. While running some strategic workshops, I met Haley from EGMI, and I must say I was so inspired by her and the EGMI's team's passion for the success of the region. With only a few weeks to go until the East Gippsland Winter Festival launches and it will brighten up the region in these very wintry months, it's so great to have Hayley chat with me today. So Hayley, let's start with, can you tell me a little bit about your role at the EGMI? So at EGMI, I am the marketing manager and I have a team of, a, of an admin assistant or marketing assistant and a, a stakeholder assistant. So I'm, I'm essentially the person in charge. Nice. And what is the EGMI, just for those who might not have heard of it before? So marketing or EGMI is the regional marketing body for East Gippsland. Um, we are the body that encourages people to visit, live, work and invest in, into East Gippsland. Such an important role and it's such an important um I guess, association in that part of the world because East Gippsland, as we know, has been impacted by the bushfires, but it's such a beautiful um, part of Victoria and Australia. In the introduction, I mentioned about how we connected and um, hearing of Adam's idea. So how did you come to hear about Adam's idea of a winter festival in East Gippsland? Uh, Well, Adam and I have actually been friends for a really long time. We actually met at school, um, (laughs) as as with any small town. Um, (laughs) But we, Adam is actually, when he, he returned to East Gippsland a few years ago, um, and I've I returned to East Gippsland after university and you know all of that sort of stuff about five years ago and re- reconnected um, uh, you know uh, then um, but he joined the EGMI board so we are managed by a 13 member volunteer board uh, which is made up of people from around the community in in the business world Adam joined joined our board um, and last year after the fires. He raised the possibility of doing an event that encompassed all of East Gippsland um, and, uh, you know, and was, you know, encompassing the arts and food and wine and um, all of these various communities that had not just been impacted, well, had been impacted by fire, but also um, not directly impacted by fire, but also by the tourists leaving. Um, And so all of these businesses had been hard hit financially um, and how EGMI could assist um, the festival from a marketing and advice standpoint. So, you know, we discussed that and how what we could and couldn't do and how that could all roll out. But yeah, so that's that's how that came about. So yeah, it's best, a great, fabulous idea. 
It is. It's such a great idea. And as I alluded to, when Jody, um, beautiful Jody, reached out to me and was like, "Oh, these you know community people have got this idea about a winter festival." And it, what I love so much about it is the fact that it's inclusive and it's it's not something that everyone has to you know be unified to do. You can do it and participate it in your own way. And and what I loved about it when I was privileged enough to do a couple of workshops with you guys, you know, it's a way of bringing everyone together and of celebrating the region and creating a really wonderful event for the region, but it enables all the communities and the businesses and the groups and the communities to come together and participate it in the right way that's for them. And as you say, you know, the arts and the lantern making and the crafts and the foods and and seeing everything on the social media over the past few months has just been, yeah, awesome seeing it come alive. Your region's obviously been through a lot with the bushfires and then obviously, you know, we'll throw a few COVIDs and in fact today we're in another um, snap lockdown in Victoria. So why is the festival needed in the region? Festival's needed for a couple of different regions and you've obviously just touched on that. Obviously the key thing is to get tourism to return to East Gippsland um, you know the financial or economic benefits is uh, really important winter has always been um, a time of year when we typically have a low point in our in our tourism low visitor spend I suppose in, in East Gippsland and so I think Adam was really cognizant of that um, when when he raised the, around the event <laughs> because we didn't really anticipate what COVID was going to do. It wasn't even a real thing then when when we first raised the idea. What we wanted to do was encourage people to come back to East Gippsland and continue to come back into East Gippsland. Obviously with COVID, with borders closed and that sort of stuff, people are doing a lot more road trips, which is fabulous. But that doesn't really encompass everything. So over the past 12 months with, um, and even past that, so if you take into consideration, um, going back a couple of years, East Gippsland's been through drought, bushfires, and now COVID. Businesses and the community are really, really exhausted. They're really tired. So what this event has actually done has created this sense of optimism and hope and, and a real sense of bringing people together. So with some of the funding that Adam's managed to achieve for the event has has done something really simple and that's just to provide community with you know here's five hundred dollars to get your little lantern lantern parade off the ground here's another thousand dollars to get a band to play at the local pub and all it's done is to get people together and actually be able to go yes I can do that I can do that for my community I can actually get things done and we've ended up with almost 90 events across East Gippsland wow um and it's also been able to get people thinking about what's next, what else can I do for my community? And, and it's just been astounding. And the amount of happiness and optimism and go, oh, yep, this is really simple. I can do this and I can do it myself. And I, you know, because we're not running these events. These, the community is running them. I was going to say, it's just, it's the perfect, it's the perfect example of community-led resilience. So in the disaster space, obviously, you know, there's national frameworks around community-led recovery and community-led resilience. But, you know, by you guys setting up the structure and the opportunity for people to get involved and I guess enabling them to get involved 
and again, yeah, as you said, it's that hope, it's that reimagine, it's 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 picking the time in the town that you know is the low season or whatever. But now there's so much excitement, and even just all the social posts and the conversations we've been having with people in the com- in the community, they're so excited. There is that I guess reignited kind of you know enthusiasm that, as you said, you know, there's been a lot going on in the region. So, and I think you know from the business perspective, so we obviously do a lot with businesses, as as do you does your EGMI as well and I think it offers locals and businesses to almost relook at what role their business can play as well in the sense of you know can they open different can they have a different menu can they run different events can they have a special food offering you know celebrate the local foods and the other thing that I really liked about the structure of what you set up behind the scenes is that it's about local communities celebrating with other local communities as well so very much not about us and them and fighting for the tourism dollar, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, what are you going to be in your community? And then how can we celebrate that and complement that in our community too, which again comes from the, the leadership team. Um, so what exactly, I mean, if I'm a visitor stuck in Melbourne, so, or coming from another state, what's, what's the winter festival going to offer me as a tourist? Well, we've got a, a real wealth of um, events. So there's uh, obviously the art led events which one of the key ones for those is the lakes lights lanterns um so that's running obviously in lakes entrance on the sorry june 27th and that's a real key event i would highly recommend that one some of the more foodie ones which i highly recommend there's um deep winter from sailor's grave um which is one of our craft breweries they do some amazing really imaginative brews that we'll need a few yep, of those so I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. After after this week, there's also Soda Fishes, which is a hatted restaurant in Lake Entrance. They're doing a winter seafood feast. They're doing a couple of dinners there. If further afield, Omeo is doing a burger, bonfires, and banter night up in Omeo. Um, Meetung as a township has got all sorts of events on. There's some ice making, some um, lighting up the town. They've got like murder mysteries a few different other things going on. There's all sorts of things happening in that township. Bensdale has got a laneway augmented reality sort of showcase. Of, there's a whole laneway in, in Bensdale um, which they've had artists paint huge murals on, huge, um, and they're going to, um, some of them will be lit up with, yeah, with yeah, some augmented reality, which is quite exciting. Wow, so cool. there's really key events. Um and, but if, yeah, if you wanted to have a bit of a peruse, the website's egwinterfest.com.au and you can have a bit of a look through and see how that works with, you know, weekends away and children because there's lots of different workshops as well for kids. So Yeah, amazing. Yeah, so we're definitely, definitely sharing the link um, with the podcast and then also through our socials, um, absolutely starting to promote it soon. So I when we were doing the workshops, I was talked a lot about the prevalence of connections. And we as we do a lot of work with Professor Daniel Aldrich around social ties and social capital. I mean, we've sort of alluded to it a little bit, but this winter festival has had, it's just got a massive potential to really build people connections and resilience in communities because while the festival is obviously a fun, lots of 90 events that people can, can attend, it actually has underlying kind of resilience-led um, capability building that is, I guess, is the secondary kind of um, outcome. So having watched all the social media stories and that coming through, do you feel like there's like the connections are building like stronger in the communities and across the communities from the process of creating this festival? 
Yeah, I really do. Um, there's some really beautiful stories coming through, through the, the towns. And, you know, some are totally unexpected consequences for us. You know, I'm not, I, I'm not like you. I don't normally work in the, um, you know, recovery or resilience space. Um, but I'm just, you know, some of the stuff that's coming through, you know, say with the laneway event, which is, this, you know, these artists, accomplished artists are doing these amazing murals. They've been talking to some of the youth around East Gippsland who, you know, like with many other townships, we've got some young kids who, um, have gone around the town and tagging things, um, which and it has annoyed some of the business community, yeah. which is not, not unusual yep. for um, any town. But these kids haven't haven't tagged any of these murals, not wow. not any of it. Um, but they've been talking to the artists and are talking to them about the art that they're doing, asking them about you know, oh, can you not ta- can you not paint over this particular tag? That's um, that tag was my friend who died, you know, and so telling them all about their life stories and all this other stuff. Like it's just there's some really lovely stories that are coming out around all sorts of things at the moment and it's you know, a lot of mental health type stories and all of that sort of stuff. And I just think it's going to have some really beautiful long-term impacts, I think, across all sorts of communities. Yeah. Oh, I'm literally, I've got, um, I'm shivering with just hearing those sorts of stories because I think, again, a lot of what we do and what we talk about, it's the small things that make the biggest difference. And, you know, for those kids to be talking to the artists and, you know, who knows what world of possibilities it opens up just for one child, you know, in the region by doing something like this. I mean, it's extraordinary. And there must be many, many, many other stories um, under that as well. Now, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine the, I guess, enthusiasm in the community, again, to have something um, and a focal point to deliver to. But obviously you can't, you know, you can't do it all from, you know, funding in the community. And obviously I know there's some grants and that that have been applied for. But what kind of partners and sponsors have you got involved? Some partners are local. So we've got, uh, obviously we've got a lot of grant, we've got some grant funding with Creative Victoria and FRR and PHN, which is the um, public health network. Um, so they're, they're our main ones um, and, and there's some local sponsors as well. So they're, they're, they're the ones we have, have had involved and we've um, and got some in-kind sponsorships too. What I love about that though is it's, it's, it's again, local, local, local. So what's the, what's the vision for the festival? So is this a one-off or are you anticipating that it will be, you know, bigger and better next year? I would, I would hope that it would um, continue on. Um, I'm not sure that we could guarantee that we get 90 events next year. <laughs> um, but, let, you know, look, I think it will evolve, you know, each year because it really has been completely embraced by the community, um, which has been amazing. And, I, I, yeah, I do think it will continue on because we don't have anything like this in East Gippsland. There are no other winter events at all or any events that go over a period of time so yeah I absolutely think it will continue yeah I hope so so and again totally happy to put my hand up to help a bit more if you need it in the future um, to keep it going and again if there are any corporates or philanthropic funders who are listening to us today who might be interested in um, having a conversation um, with Hayley we'll put Hayley's contact details as well um, because it's 
I think it's obviously having such a great impact in this beautiful part of Victoria that if we can help it and evolve it and make it a really important um, part of the community um, moving forward, I think that's just so special. And again, such a simple, great idea from two little high school friends who've um, yeah created this um, and obviously lots of others as part of the working group and volunteers to create this amazing outcome of the East Gippsland Winter Festival. Now, Hayley, I always end with the same question. This question is not necessarily related to the Winter Festival. It could be just related to your experience in East Gippsland or your role at the EGMI. But what two things do you think should be done differently in the disaster space now that you've been in it for a little bit? One thing that we've really noticed locally um, in East Gippsland is that while we've had lots of people who are incredibly well-attentioned come to East Gippsland since January last year, um, wanting to offer their services or providing funding or that sort of thing. Often it's to say, here, here's my services, here's my money for this thing or here's my here's this thing for your community. Most of the time uh, those services or, or, or whatever doesn't take into consideration what the community might need. It doesn't, they don't ask the questions about um, community requirements and it and often um, and particularly with government it doesn't provide the community time to um, go through a bit of that shock and grief process to then think about um, what they what they actually might need going forward um, often at the particularly at the moment um, the communities are just starting to um, the particularly the ones that were hardest hit, are just starting to think about, actually, these are the things we want. But a lot of the big funding funding grants from the government particularly have closed. Mm. The biggest thing that we're noticing is communities need to be asked what they yeah. need. So asked and, and given time, I think I'm hearing from you to enable them to absolutely. consider. Yep. And yeah, again, we've got one of our initiatives, the Disaster Giving Collective, is, is to try and mitigate that um, problem of assumed giving because you're correct, like communities trying to recover in the in the um, chaos of what disasters bring. And then there's, there's all these assumptions of what other people think that you need to have on top of that and giving you things that they think you need to receive which you might not even and not only have you not had time to think about what you need to receive that's like you're then having to accept things that you probably don't even want which I think yeah is a big um it, you know it's a big gap in the disaster um space Hayley thank you so much for your time so I've been speaking to Hayley Hardy and she's the marketing manager at the East Gippsland Marketing Inc and we have been talking about a winter festival of community resilience and it's completely related to the East Gippsland winter festival all the links are on the website if you can attend do or look it up online and maybe get ready to attend next year but Hayley thanks so much really great to chat with you thanks Renee that was great that's the end of this episode of doing disasters differently the podcast which I hope you found to be relevant informative and inspiring if you're interested in participating in the conversation or to connect with me personally please visit corporate2community.com. Until the next episode, stay safe. And remember, we all have a role to play in thinking differently and doing differently before, during and after disasters.